the way he wants it. So, he gets it. How you doing, Jared? I don't like it <laughs> any more than you do. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> I was just talking to someone recently about Cool Hand Luke. They had it seen was it. at the barbecue. It was at the barbecue. Who was that? Was Dara was saying it? it. I was like, I was it Laura or Dara? Uh, no, I think you're right. Not. No, it was Dara. About movies. Nope, you're right. You nailed it for me. Like about old movies. I was kind of eavesdropping a little bit. I tell you what, when I take a plunge, you're the trampoline, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's hot. It's going to be hot. We're cool right now, but... Get, sweat upon our brow by the end of this one, I'm afraid to say. I think it's safe to say that summer has arrived. It arrived at the beginning of June. Am I cursing us? Am, yeah, are we gonna? Is it too soon to say that? Rain in tomorrow. Thanks. No, man. We got clear weather. It's June. January is a thing of the past. Thanks to global warming, hasn't been around for the last four years at least. Hopefully, that doesn't line up into crazy <laughs> wildfires. Use a quiet storm around here, Chris. That's saying. right, my friends. I'm glad you gathered around and turned on your radio so we could talk to you today about Sade. Yeah. Jared, is this her second album? It is. And today I learned yeah. that it's kind of a Van Halen situation where the person, Sade, and the band, Sade, it's a the name of the band is Sade. Did it, you know that? That's right. Are I we, did not are, know that. Are we talking about, and we may have to be clear at times on this podcast, <laughs> the person of the band. Right. We're talking about the person of the band. Yeah. Let's face it. Most of the time we're going to be talking about the person. But. A lot of person oh, talk. Oh, a lot of people, a lot of persons in this band. You know, it's enough. There's a fair amount of persons. Yeah, it's a fair amount There's of just persons. just enough persons. I like the way this band works. I, I I like their music. I gotta be honest with you right up here and with anybody listening that we or I have not listened to this album start to finish on purpose oh, yet. Right. Trying to get into it fresh. I've heard a whole bunch of songs off of this album, but yeah, I never owned never it. I never purchased it. The I purchased uh, "Lovers Rock." Yeah. See. <laughs> now I had been on uh, I've been on the tip for a little bit. Uh, into college, like um, mm-hmm. that was when I think it was like Gabe and Steve were like, Psh, "Check this Don't out." Sleep on '90s Sade. No, no '90s Sade. <laughs> like she only got better, you know. Well, yeah, you know. I mean, is it the scarcity of material? Is it? Uh, is it like she comes like locust? You know, every eight <laughs> years, ten years. It's cicada. I mean, this the it, and when I say her, I'm actually talking about the band. There's yeah. a there's a lot to unpack here. Me, uh since we are talking about the band, let me tell you who's in the band. Yeah, give us a rundown. You got, of course, on vocals, Shade Adu, Nigerian-born, London-raised. Right. Stuart Matheson is your saxophonist slash guitarist. Oh, just like yeah. Susan the Banshee. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering. Yes, sir. And this saxophone <laughs> is all over this record. This is the proper use of sax. This is the sexy sax. This is where... Uh, Banshee's had the sad sax. Yeah, men at work have the... Yeah, sax. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, this is, is some wheelhouse sax. Sexy sax. And it's not Kenny G for once. No. I mean, the guy did a lot of sessions, and he's popped up in weird places, but this is not. This is this is Stuart. This Matthew is Stuart. Man. And, Matthew and, I think I said Matthew's. Yeah, before, and, Matthew and you know Man. what? Um, uh, Kenny G would, I'm sure, appreciate his playing, probably does appreciate his oh, playing. Oh, Kenny probably, G approved. Probably talk. Um, 
Now, Sade and, and Stewart, before we go through the rest of the members of the band, they have a working relationship. And yeah, they were in somebody else's band. Yeah, a band called Pride. So this is what they're coming out of. So it's two people from that band. Sade, first name Helen, I found that out. Um, really? and, uh, and Stewie here. Like, hey, you want to go solo? I think let's let's write some of our own shit. Yeah. Now, wasn't this is what's really cool about this band? Shada is the band. They um, they they write together. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not. Let's just push you as an artist, and we're gonna get some session players. This is a little bit different formula. Band. This is an actual band here. One. Well, that's why I wanted to distinguish that. Yes, that this is a band. It's important. That, that held together. For, I think for the most part too. Yeah. But that is the core right there. Like you said, Stewie, is, as he's colloquially named. Stewie Matt. Um, but you also got Paul Denman on the bass. Slipping and sliding around that he's fretless Stewie. bass he brings out every once in a while. It's just... Can't sleep on him. It's some jazz guys here. Like, for real. I think this is the jazziest record we've ever done. Yeah. And and this this album, or, or their their career, walks the line of several genres. and And it's... One of them said, I think it was Stewie, uh, on uh, um, you know something I was watching earlier today. Um, if they were any better, they would end up not being, you know, uh, they, 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 it would tip it, they, yeah, yeah. you know, sure. they'd tip it into one side or the other. They're able to just with again, kind of their limitations, but obviously none of them are struggling like no. Joy Division or whatnot. <laughs> um, um, they 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 tread the line. They found their niche. They found their niche. And that's been Origin Talk with Jared and Chris. This episode of the next episode. Join us. Can we talk a little bit about The Quiet Storm and what that is? And It's a radio format. Yeah, sure, man. Invented in the late 70s in Washington, D.C. It's basically just adult contemporary, like urban, like black adult contemporary. So the, the boomers, these were what, like... When, when or late, is in the 70s, you said? Yeah, 75, I want to say. Yeah, some some kid made it up at a radio station quite literally, but it's named after a Smokey Robinson song, "Quiet Storm." I think Johnny Fever took lewds and then invented the Quiet Storm. <laughs> that was Venus Flytrap. Oh yeah, Venus, you know, you are right. you have the lights down, you, the, the, you know, you are the right. silk handkerchiefs over the lamps, yeah, and just a little bit of it's rolling in. And you should be rolling in it too, whether those are silk sheets or it's the smoothness wet streets. Yeah. So, so I mean, this is—should we take it back? Are we taking it back a little bit? Because this kind of music isn't rush into. This, you know, some people would put this on for makeout sessions. Mm-hmm. You know, it, well, it'd be it, right to do that. It falls in that category. Um, this is also. Uh, one of the bands that nobody's mad at when it comes on the radio or during a party. No, it's pretty inoffensive. Yeah. Like, at its core, there's nothing really to get mad about here. Well, They're going to run out of the room screaming. But uh, I do want to say that Andrew Hale plays the keyboards, and these are these are the, this is the core of the band, right? Yeah. That's, it's those folks right there that I just mentioned, Andrew, Paul, Stewart, and Sade. Shade's listed as arrangement. Yeah, arrangement too. I thought I saw that Wait. as well. Um, and I think we can shed some light on that after we listen to a yeah. few tunes. We will. Let me just mention that Dave Early is playing drums on here. Uh, not a full time member of the band per se, but he's the guy on this record. Uh, not percussion though. 
No, they hold on. No, he's not on percussion. This is very important. There's a lot of bongo congo. <laughs> there kind of is, and that would be bongo Martin Ditchum. Ooh, Martin Ditchum. Yes. He's rocking the congas. <laughs> Should we invite Martin Ditchum? Ditchum, me and my very young conga. <laughs> Zing. Ah, fuck you, Martin. <laughs> no, good on you. You do a great job. This <laughs> album comes out in uh, November. <clears throat> Excuse me, 1985, and also, 1985. Uh, yeah, the the fourth of November, and also then the fifteenth of November in uh, the United the States. Oh, okay, so we, you know, she's uh, Shade, the person now, the singer and the arranger, uh, Nigerian British descent, moved to Britain from Nigeria when she was like four years old. Kind of ran away from the from it seems like a, um, a divorce situation. It's going with mom over to Britain, and uh, a bunch of years later, she's going to school for fashion, part time model. If you can believe that, wild, crazy. <laughs> can you believe Shadi was a part time model? And this, was- I can't believe she was only a part time model. Yeah, um, we're lucky we got her as a musician. I, absolutely, and uh, and. Um, Oh, oh, it was going with oh, Epic Records, Portrait Records. Eventually, it's just totally Epic Records. And uh, <laughs> I'm getting, unlike this fast load up into a first song. Sorry, I had a shitty runway for that one. <laughs> but don't worry, we'll, we'll take it's off right. and we'll hit a nice. Is it a crime? Cruising. Actually, altitude. I don't know what. Uh, the song is called Is It a Crime? But there's no question mark. Right away with the saxophone on the one. Do you want to smoke a cigarette and have an old fashioned right now? Yeah, yeah, kind of do. You know that sound that. Sound that came in right before she sings yeah. after the bongo hit. That's a technique you do on a on a natural skin bongo. Okay, you can make it go. Ooh. <laughs> There's some technique. Shout into out this. to Ditchum. Here we go. This is signature now, and it is. Now I know you might be driving out there tonight, or you may be just laying in bed. But remember, where I get in a bubble bath, you're always there. This sets a scene too. Like when I hear this, I think of like we were talking about Banshees and that first song. You pictured the club and the lights and the the sweat and the. I can picture the club here and the smoke and the. Her on, you know, with the, like an old school microphone and a evening dress, just right. belting this out. You want to? She, she, she's, uh, she and they are this canvas that you because they don't do a lot of interviews. They, they're not in the media so much. She and they are a little bit mysterious. Yeah, in that way, but it allows you to project. You're like, this is, is this the '40s? Is this, you know, this is '85? Um, yeah, and. Well, we'll see when we get to the charts. There's not a lot of jazz popping up on the charts. No, they didn't make a choice to go with um, what was contemporary. They went with what they can do with with their sound. They sound like. 
Now this album, the first out al- or her first album, this album's called Promise. I don't think we even we mentioned that, that. Yeah. So uh, rumor has it that her dad made a promise to her that he would recover from cancer. Now that's not a theme throughout this, but that just it made just a significant title. No spoilers, but did he make it? I don't know. Now, you could put on almost any Sade album with headphones and walk down the street, no matter what time of day or night, and feel like that that is your beat. You're going to feel cool listening to it. It just makes you feel cool. Yeah, like when they put the little thing on the trumpet and it sounds like oh, that. You yeah, know, that mute. The little choke or your mute or whatever. Yeah, it's the mute. Plunger, the toilet plunger they put on the end. No, no, it's when, when you mute a trumpet is when you get a guy who can't talk, but he, you have them play. I've totally done that. I mean that was a locked in swell. There is there is no more to be done, no less to be done. That was a perfect amount. That's what those uh that's what's good about the jazz guys. It's like that understated confidence, but yeah, it's not flashy, but yeah. It's like uh Mark Bernard says, be humble, but let a motherfucker know. <laughs> <laughs> And truer words have never been spoke. Kind of like the... Uh, that's Sade in a nutshell right there, actually. Totally. Love that organ. Dude, and she's kind of the master of that soft... That soft... Uh, after the the climax, the... Three of us are on the one. Boom. <laughs> so delicate. It's just touch. And her voice needs that kind of band. You can't just have bashing behind her because she has such this richness to her range. Not known for having a giant range, but yeah, just works build. that dimension. It's depth. Yeah. It's, it's wide. It's girthy. She's got a yeah, girthy voice. She's got a girthy voice. It's heavy. She's got a heavy tone. That toilet trumpet again. Yeah. Find a triangle. Right? <laughs> I feel like you should be wearing fedoras right now. Like, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this couch is velvet. Feel it, you know? Can't you just feel it? Can't you just feel the jazz? <laughs> so they got to um they got to work on this for like six, seven months. Oh shit. And now the first album was was like uh was a six week project. That was you know, a little first bit of album, you're in, you're out. Yeah, a little bit of funding and uh and then they get a shot. But uh, the first album's called Diamond Life, and that's where Smooth Operator comes mm-hmm. off of. Yeah, that's Who the first song I heard from her. doesn't know Smooth Operator? 
<laughs> I, so where were you when? It was coast to coast, L.A. to Chicago. That's where I was. <laughs> right? Dude, you could be a kid, which I was, when Smooth <laughs> Operator came out and, and been like, is this, it, it felt like a ghost from another time. Oh, yeah. And, and you also kind of got it. You knew what those two words were, and they were put together <laughs> not in any kind of context. You know, is right. my young mind is I know what an operator is. And yeah, it's funny. It is man. Completely remember seeing that played, seeing that video played back to back with like "Money for Nothing" by uh, uh, the, the other guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, they dire straits. See that yo-yo. <laughs> That's the way they do it. That was the era. I just love to think that Sting was walking down the hallway, and they go, like, "Sting, come hey. in here." Sting, get in here. You want me to sing? <laughs> Don't you want your MTV? Oh, Sting. I, I love MTV. <laughs> Good to me, too. Give me a second. I'll do it after I poo. <laughs> it's tea time at the studio. It is. Sting in. Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> Where were you when? Where were we when? 1985. Yeah. Is it 11 years old? Yeah. I'm nine. And uh, that put me in like third grade, I guess. Yeah, second, third grade. Yeah, like I recognized it when this came on. Smooth Operator came on. It immediately went into my head. I think everybody. Yeah, I think that was a big hit. It was. Now this album, they get to spend six months doing because Diamond Life did pretty good. Good. Smooth Operator through the roof, and now. Let's put uh let's let's get the band back together. They played with the rhythm section for Diamond Life off of Pride. Okay. Um so it's basically Pride backing up um Sade. And then uh Stewie comes over with Sade, we're doing our own thing. We got a, a, we we got some more members fill this thing out. And um we got oh let's see, 6 months to put something together. Now they get to write or not get to, what they do is they write all their music in studio. There isn't anybody who's coming in saying, I've got a fully developed song. Check out my demos. And this is going to be how, this is going to start informing their model of how how they they make music and albums from here on out. Huh. That always seems scary to me. Just booking that studio time with Nathan. Yeah. No demos. Going to write some shit. Yeah, but you got really you. expensive room. You got you. You're bringing you. Bringing you. Yeah. Wow. It's gutsy. But worked out for them because they came up with this was the big single here, too, is uh, The Sweetest Taboo. That's almost you gotta have faith. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you did! <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that thunder strike, but it sounded pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good little little groove they got going there. That's a, that's a, that's a beat. Quincy Jones groove right there.
so minimalist too. Yes. I mean, that keyboard's just holding them chords down a little bit. That bass line is. Yeah, and it's just, it's milliseconds and phrasing that keeps it from being like new wave or trying to sound like this or trying to be like Afro-Cuban. It's just sparse. You feel the influences, but you can't really nail down exactly what the style is. Because this doesn't, you wouldn't say this is jazz right now. This song. Don't you fucking say it. The the guitar. He's doing jazzy guitar, but a little like jazz funk. Sure. But yeah, that you. I'll give you. You're that. right with that beat. Is definitely some some kind of like, what's that salsa, Afro Cuban uh, kind of rhythms going on. That, 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 that. And that's a nice song, but you're doing <laughs> right. We can't. You can't help it. It's okay. You're moving ahead. I feel like Don Cheadle and Boogie Nights. You can dance and move move your body if you want to. I do. Yeah. I like it. That's how you do horns too. I mean, that's some arrangement right there. There you go, Maybe. right? Horn arrangements are the best. I want to, I want to, yeah. yeah, I want horns so bad. I want to do horns. Yeah. I want to do <laughs> horns. <laughs> I just don't, I don't even know how to start. No, you want to legitimately, you yeah. want to fucking have a sweet ass you horn know, part. Fuck, you kidding me? Fuck yeah. I love that, uh, that horns are on idiot's rule. Because yeah. there's a there's like kind of a, a heavy metal artsy band that, that every now and then they've got like piano jamming and they got yeah. fucking horns. The horns have some horns carry like emotion or like power. There's yeah. just and they swell like I, that. That's they why I cry swell. when I listen to Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I cry when you listen to Mighty Mighty Boss. I get a fish boner. Oh boy, you know <laughs> I cry. <laughs> That's awesome. Why are you picking on me? Oof, that's up there too. Did that to yourself. <laughs> God didn't do that. You did. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, mm. I was listening to a podcast today where they were talking about renting, uh, like luxury cars, renting specialty cars, um, and the idea is obviously where we're talking about going. That's a market. So (laughs) finding a red Cadillac that's a drop top, it's probably not too, uh, it's not too far out, but we may for the, for an extended weekend, we may be putting, you know, like uh, 1.2 on it. Mill? No. (laughs) only got got housies on there. No, let's drop a few zeros, dude. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking thousands, bro. Oh, 1,200? Yeah, we might, you know. I we just need it for an afternoon. I now I'm totally speculating that because uh, the guy said that he he rented a Lambo for a day and it was eight hundred. Yeah, um, so we don't want a Lambo. No, no that's a fucking land yacht. Man, I'm looking for like a '70s Eldorado. I, but for like three days. Oh, we're gonna do shit in that thing, for dude. I just saw our hair blowing through the wind while we're listening to some of this <laughs> shit we while we're cruising one hundred and one going south. On. Yeah. Dude, you know we're just gonna be like, let's just keep driving. This is fucking be in Mexico before we know it. <laughs> you want to you want to cross? Shit, fuck okay. thing. Hold on, let's get the <laughs> pint of ether out of the trunk before we try to cross the border. Now this is the this kind of music. This kind of music. Um, it, it it's surprisingly um, um, 
invigorating. But you, you, my first reaction is, this is kind of down music. This is smoky cafe. Um, Chill music. Yeah, it, it's cinematic, too. Um, and and so it it's almost like uh, that it's not a, a downer album. It's not a downbeat album. Um, and it's not a depressing album. No, not at all. So it's fine. I'm glad we're clear on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's where the sexy comes in. No, but like I, I, when we're talking about having the, the, the imagery, it's like, oh, dude, it's smoking opium and listening to Sade. But it's like, I actually, you said smoking opium. You, I you were I talking about it. I think, we should, I think we should both agree to disagree. And that's, we'll do that in the big caddy. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the, you're right. This is like, uh, it's not all upbeat per se, but it's just down tempo. It's not down in the dumps. Yeah. A lot of texture to it. Yeah. There's, there's a great, uh, we're not there. We're throwing away, but there's one thing we got a, we got a, uh, nominee for one of the cold hearted, uh, kiss off songs of the eighties <laughs> here. But this it's, first, uh, is war of the hearts. Actual healing, uh, fake, uh, sure. <laughs> mm. yeah. As we get to play in kindergarten at the assemblies, <laughs> yeah. that's what they let the kindergartners play is the sticks. Yeah, I'm fucking well versed in the sticks. My bear skin run scare you, <laughs> right? It does it make you kind of think of the ladies' man? Like this is what the, he would put. What was his name? Yeah, I don't remember. Definitely would have slid some shade <laughs> on. Shade, <laughs> just the butt. So bring that beat in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool way to open it up, though. So, uh, so like, kind of sparse like that. It's really about their voice and the guitar and yeah. the little Casio demo beat they got going on. There's, yeah, it totally is. <laughs> Casio demo. <laughs> this this is. Is setting. You know, you can't you escape the 80s without getting some on yeah. This band sued Casio <laughs> and, and got $14 million for the trigger sound. The third album. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's better percussion to be had here is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's real ticky-tacky. I hear him back there. You got those bongos back out. Yeah. Well, there's been times in her career where she's said, I think this one would be good with just like me and a guitar. And yeah, she's the arranger. Saw the downed faces, all the smiles fade. <laughs> that's hey, going to be the hit, and I'm not going to be on it. That's, right. that's the part of the set where you get to go have a smoke. Is it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> These are working dudes. These are jazz guys. London. Yeah, Probably yeah. I, I just oh. picture like grizzled London jazzos. It just they mentioned how they live on different continents. And, oh, yeah. Some and of these guys do heroin. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> one 
Like, and I, there's there's been rumors about uh, and members of the band doing heroin and stuff, but I couldn't really find anything. Oh, you really? know, I, I couldn't find any uh, medical records or whatnot. <laughs> but what I am starting to think is this band's kind of like the Avengers. Like, <laughs> like they get called every eight years. Like, All right, uh, assemble. We're gonna assemble. We're gonna do another album. Shot days, Captain America. Yeah, yeah, but not America. No. Captain Britain. Captain Brit. Okay. No. Do you want to fucking know? Oh, my God. That's such a good segue, Jared. I'm glad you asked. Welcome. I'm just going to go into this little Good. bit of detail. No, she's not captain because uh, she was appointed mm-hmm. officer of the order of the British Empire. Okay. OBE. She, yeah. She basically got the sanction. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> she got touched by the hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Queen. And then she, in 2017... Got promoted oh. to fucking commander of the same order. Boom. So you hear hey. about people getting knighted and shit, but you don't hear about like... Commander. And they did so good, they, they got went promoted. up on us. They got fucking promoted. <laughs> well, hats off to Sade. Admir- uh, no, wait a minute. You commander. Say? Commander Sade. Commander Adu. And I like how the British just mail in the rest of the title because it's commander of the same order. Yes, uh, the one British before it. Royal Empire. It's what you would command if you were not an officer. <laughs> I think, you know, yeah, it's like with knighthood, it's like, what do you get? Well, I don't know. You can, like, graze your sheep in the in the London Commons or something. And the, the rest is all just fluff. Oh, yeah, but that still stands, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as Elton John got fucking knighted, he moved in a flock. <laughs> and then just, is like, I, I can do this shit now. Well, he's got it figured out with the wool suits. He's got a whole chain. Of, he's got his own supply chain going. Yeah. Gotta retire, man. It's too old for the farming. I'm glad I did. Oh, never mind. Didn't jinx anybody. Let's just turn up Charday. Yeah, I said Charday. What? <laughs> so sick. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to Sade. <laughs> so good, man. It's just I'm are you are you two messing a little bit? Am I too messing? Yeah. Am I tussing? You tussing? Huffing and tussing? <laughs> you robo tripping? <laughs> I want to start a fucking nineteen seventies cop duo called Huffin' and Tussin. Huffin' and Tussin. But instead of cops, they huffin' they do robo tussin. Yeah. Instead of being police at all. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even police who do it. No, but they'd like They're to just be. Do, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> what did you ask me? What do I, I don't what remember. Do I do? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good, man. Everybody was just so quietly going off in that section. Yeah. Well, not flashy, but if you, whoever you zoned in on that on that last whatever four six bars. Everyone was just flossing like their life depended on it in the most understated British way. Going to work. They were all going to work yes. at that point. I mean, they're good, man. They're good. It's, you can't sleep on this band. Uh, 
There they go again. It's also rare as a bongo player myself to be able to go uh, Kokomo Bokomo, which is an industry term, <laughs> where you basically get to hit like... Yeah, you get to get all over it. Yeah. I always <laughs> assume that drummers really get psyched when they get to do like the bossa novas or the rumbas or yeah. the, uh, the, the Latin beats because I, I feel like it makes drummers giddy. It unlocks another part of your brain. That's the cool thing about playing those rhythms is you get set in routines and just trigger points and whatever. Mm. You kind of see what you what you can do. When you start playing those different rhythms, it unlocks different fills that you have to put in and, and therefore you have to use your hands you know, or feet. And instead of leading with your right, which you always do, you all of a sudden you start leading with your left and stuff. Yeah, Ringo in it. You got to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is smoking opium. <laughs> Get that opium. Uh, remember, I said uh, we had the cold-hearted kiss-off track coming up. Yeah, this one. You're not the man, and yeah. she could just leave it there. Yeah, like you're not the man, mate. Yeah, but she Ooh. goes on to tell. God, you just made me feel bad. Yeah, she goes on to tell him why and what man he's not. Oh, it's, this is so cold-blooded, Chris. So we're going to say um, good breakup, Sade, the singer. Hmm. Good breakup, bad breakup. I think it feels like this guy had it coming to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm going to put her in the, still on the good breakup list, but you're going to get a song out of it. That's just, that's that's a given. I think every one of her exes um, probably has that exact same feeling. He's like... <laughs> Yeah, oh, fuck that, I, I fucked that up. This is going to be on the next album. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I think she's got that presence. I want to talk about her presence yeah. a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the dressing down this guy. Will we fire up that dude, man. It's not a shame to come in with the woodwind instrument. They don't hide it. It's part of the sound. Like the best feature next to her voice. Right. They go so well together. Sax is the Garfunkel to her Simon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, you, you ain't never told a lie, Jared Britt. Here's why you suck. Kind of points for like judicious use of like the wind chimes on a kiss off tune, you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> Feel the cold wind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> that was your 
That's your ass. That's a win right there. We're going to say that's a 10 out of a 10 of placement for <laughs> wind chimes in a tune. Uh, oh, there comes the triangle back again. That's, yeah. that's more than one song. They got the triangle yeah. and that percussion. Oh, old Ditchum's earning that check, boy. Hey, hey, you know, I could fit something into that song as well. Yeah, just let me drop it on the threes, man. <laughs> I won't do it every time. <laughs> That's stand-up bass for sure. Yeah, and how quiet do they got to play so she can sing that low? I mean, it's hard to project when you're singing that low to physically move air. Yeah. She got that John Lennon mic. <laughs> she definitely got to use that. They did do this at the record plant in London. Just kind of makes sense. Like, I picture an album like this getting put together at the record plant, you know? Yeah. State of the art. 24 track. Two-inch tape, baby. Woo! Used every inch. When they were writing one of their last album, or their last album, "Soldier of Love," and <clears throat> she's sitting there holding it, and it didn't look like that was the first time she did that shit. She's holding the mic. Oh, so, she, so when she's recording, she's of mic control. Exactly. She got her cans on. She's dialing it in. Fuck yeah! That's a pro. God, that's a commander. It's a commander That's move. a commander move That's for commander sure. Does. They talked about she likes it when it's shitty outside when she's recording because they'll rent a place for like six months, like <laughs> yeah. convert a house or whatever. Like we're gonna do this. This <laughs> happening on, is gonna we're happen. Recording on Lake Como this summer. So yeah, uh, it's like they pass rush on the way from the fucking Alpine recording <laughs> cottage. <in> town. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. But the idea that there's nothing else to do outside yeah. and there's this weather going on kind of invigorates Quiet her storms. away. Quiet storm, dude. You nailed it so much. So much. Um, and then sit down and just do the arrangements. Do the Start work. fucking doing the work. This band likes to track live. A lot of this, so you can't play click track to a lot of this stuff. This touch feel and whatever. To, uh, yeah. I mean, grizzled. Yeah, this is this is pro. It's pro work going on right now. That two-inch tape, like you said. Dewey. Oh, and then he puts his own little guitar licks behind his own saxophone. So I see. <laughs> he had Andy Cheeky Summers come in. <laughs> Who's the guest? Guest Andy like, Summers. And well, Are we there? We almost halfway. We got one more. I'm going to say, I don't know. You know, this album is like 54 minutes long. Makes me think it was kind of engineered for the compact disc, which was a new thing in 1985. But if you were like a jazzo audiophile, like a lot of those first CDs that came out were like, weren't pop records. Mm -mm. It's like symphony albums, jazz records for the fidelity. You know, Jared, I wish I knew 
you know, Jared, um, what what the first few CDs were? I know I bought Uplift Mofo Party Plan <laughs> very early on when CDs came out. That's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't buy my first CD until like 1992, so I was really late to that game. Okay, I know there was definitely ones. That, dude, my my neighbor when I'm, we live in St. Louis in 1980. No, I didn't buy it when. To be clear, not when Uplift. Yeah, no. It was but put out, early. but yeah. It was like 1986, and uh, my buddy Henry Chu, his family was from China, and they had the best fucking stereo that you ever saw in your life. Yeah. He put in this thing, which I'm seeing in 1986, which is a CD. Space technology. In, and then the front of the stereo said the name of the fucking album and the song. Are you kidding yeah, me? That's nuts. That's crazy shit planet is that from that's nah, crazy they had talk. the best voltron toys they were the real metal ones too oh, they were man. the plastic bullshit the, the metal voltron toys were the shit though they were the arms and legs would get too heavy for the joints sure. to support them you know sure. so but, fuck. but that was the shit dude As henry chu was living yeah <laughs> yeah <Chu> had it, <laughs> he's living large had it going on that's all i know <laughs> henry chu had it going on henry chu so got sh- it going on shout out hank if you're still out there <laughs> still out there in Ferguson, Missouri. Hopefully, Henry, you got out. You got out <laughs> the hood. Uh, this song is called Jezebel. And I didn't really look too far into the lyrics, but I'm going I'm to listen up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Sometimes uh, I don't hear a lot of women singing about Jezebel. Nothing else matters. Guitar chords in the back. <laughs> You're totally right. Don't close no matter how far. At least fade to black. Is film noir as fuck right now. Yeah. Once again, duetting with himself there. Yeah, and I stand, <laughs> I jump right on the post. You thought I was doing so good this episode. I didn't want to look at you because you were just charging. I was too impressed. He just duetted with his steward, just duetted with himself. It's so did a funny. saxophone guitar duet with himself. That's yeah. It's like when Eddie Murphy would play all the people in the movie. It's, that's you know? exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's called clumping it. How to How to bring the house down. Can't blame her for her beauty. She wins with her hands down. Jezebel. And that's the name that got ruined, you know, through right? time. And I don't think she's, I don't think she's beefing with Jezebel here. I think it's just a girl's think, name in this yeah. song, but she gets, she's having a hard time. She, like she, Jezebel's had it bad. It's, it's, and the name didn't help. Obviously, her parents right. don't love her. Right, right. It's it it like really. Ooh, ooh, hold on. I know she's painting pictures. I'm trying to grab it. That electric piano in the background is just... I'm thinking prostitute, but I think she wants oh. me to think prostitute. The sun is gonna shine. 
But maybe in the HBO documentary, like Pimps Up, Hose Down, they use this. <laughs> you ever, you ever see that on the point. Hookers on the point. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's all the ones about the Honolulu Lady Boys. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Fascinating, dude. It is seriously fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) There's a good one on Amazon. I'll tell you about it. Is it that three-part series about it? Lady Boys? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Seen it. So good. So many things I want to tell you right now, but we're talking over music, and I just can't edit it out. Well, why don't you wait for the post to start talking? <laughs> that Rhodes is the shit, too. Yeah, they had all the gear. They put the, the money yeah. went into this album. The time went into the mm. album. They had all the gear. Yeah, dude, that gave me, like, Richard Wright uh, goosebumps on that Rhodes. Nice work. What was the... Hold on, I forgot the keyword player's name. I got to shout him out real fast because that was... Oh, that's Andrew Hale. Yeah, you're right. Name's not blue on 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 Wikipedia. No, oh, they killed him. Uh, I see. Just too Couldn't get over it. Andy, fucking so full of himself with his fucking roads. <laughs> yes. Oh, big deal! You got an old fucking piano. <laughs> we don't need him. <laughs> get the get the tracks first. Thank him. <laughs> You just know it is. It feels adult, right? If you go into a <laughs> studio, if you walk into one of these recording sessions, you just know there's this vibe about it. This artist's working, this yeah. reverence happening. It's <laughs> candles very, have been lit, very intentional. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you light candles, you know you got to be you got to be somewhat on point. They kind of help you. Other than the nice light, they help you remind yourself that. Oh, right, I, I can't. I can't forget about this thing. It might burn the place down. Uh, bright, I almost burned the studio down before it was even finished because of that. Luckily, Saint Jude came through for us. It was the Saint Jude candle, and I left it going. Saint Jude didn't let it burn the studio down. Nah, he just he, he let it. Back. The glass broke a little bit, and it dribbled a little bit on my because he was just letting me know, like, hey, that's him bleeding. For that you. was that was dumb. Why'd yeah. you do that? Yeah, and I was like, thank you, Saint Jude. What are you doing? I sacrificed all the neighborhood cats to him. Saint Jude. That's how you do it, right? You gotta make sacrifices to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many did you get? Four, well, seven? three, and like five rabbits, though. So I think we're good. Yeah. Rabbits. <laughs> Don't even worry about sin for a while, Chris. I got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it back to the old Old Testament, dude. We're just gonna start doing animal sacrifice if we if we fuck up. That's you, if uh, you, you notice I said if you not, know what not this, when it's, it's what they never mentioned dudes. in the Bible is that um, can you bank sacrifices? Right, like if you get you know, Ooh. then is it a sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's got to be on that day. How about I do two in like three days from now when I have like two? <laughs> you're that guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you fucking come through and you're like, so we're good. So we don't have to talk for like a yeah. couple years now, right? Let me pay you Tuesday for a. Mortal sin today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Cindy. that attitude, that brings us right to the center of this album and to the middle of this podcast. Where we like to talk about things that happened in November of 1985. Well, shit, man. If, if this. Were just little sprouts. 
This album comes out. I don't know if it's on your radar, but it's on a bunch of people's radars. Goes to number one. Uh, other things that you might think are number one. Oh my gosh, out there, maybe you're sitting in the movie theater with high school friends, wondering if you're all assholes and <laughs> reflecting on something called the Breakfast Club. Uh, or maybe you're somebody my age, and you, you and your buddies, some of them girls, get into an adventure in the sewers of Astoria, Washington, uh, Oregon. The Goonies comes out. All right. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to give you hints. This is how we go. Okay. All right. You're Matthew Modine, and you decide... Are you trying to wrestle? Yeah! And listen to Madonna? In Washington <laughs> State! <laughs> What's the name of that movie, though? Vision Quest, Vision dude. Quest. That's... Sammy Hagar had a great song on that soundtrack, too. Did he? Uh, yeah, I think I'll fall in love with her again. Or I can't remember. Yeah, there's some Sammy on that. You know, I've been listening Classic. to a lot of 5150. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, say you're Harrison Ford and shit goes awry. Maybe you're a lawyer. I'm not sure. But you've seen something. Oh, yeah. Uh, witness. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that was right. Yeah, I almost, I was going to, you said Harrison Ford. I thought 19, I almost said Mosquito Coast. Oh, dude. Same, same. Buzz cut Harrison Ford same haircut both yeah. movies yeah. yeah that's his that's some of his finest work big stoner did you know that yes I just realized I just learned that a couple of weeks ago maybe like dude likes to fucking <laughs> he, he chief's tough like he does like I've heard like when he's hard up he'll do crazy shit like fry it <laughs> like fry it in a saucepan and then like suck the smoke out of it Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a problem. But he's hard up and for weed. How is it possible Harrison Ford could be hard up for weed? You know, I just didn't call the guy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and that's a good airplanes. point. He's yeah, flying and airplanes, and that's why he's breaking his leg and shit. He crashed. He's he crashed his airplane. Okay. Hashtag save Harrison. Yeah. 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 Not save or, Harris. Or <laughs> hashtag smoke with Harrison. Let's let's. I'd rather do that. All dude. right. Let's just keep him grounded in the from the air. Yeah, and then we then he can smoke. All I think he lives on a ranch, but I'm not sure. But I've got his own airstrip. He ain't stopping him. He's man. He I'm thinks sure. he is Han Solo when he gets up in that thing. <laughs> Chewy, he smuggles all his own dope in from Mexico, even though he doesn't have to anymore. My He's name's Callista. Callista, Oh shit! All right, if I say young Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix. Going yeah, into space. Going into, oh, yeah. The explorers. Yep, totally. In the little uh, computer bubble. Yeah, in the computer bubble. That was, uh, I remember liking that. It's a fun movie. I thought that was pretty cool. It's a fun movie. Uh, we got Tom Cruise uh, doing shitty cartwheels. It's <laughs> a risky business. Did he do cartwheels in that or just sock After, slides? He did sock slides. After risky business. Um, uh, Legend? Yep. Ugh. I mean, I'm a Ridley Scott fan too. Like, I love Ridley Scott. I think he, you gotta have one. You know, he's just swinging a miss. One of the stranger movies made, but um, some of the scenery is amazing. Curry as the devil, unbelievable. That kind of like what keeps that movie from being like a shit story. If uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, and uh, uh, not. Devil. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Farmer Schwarzenegger the and the devil had a baby. That's what... Uh, yeah, the baby would be Alyssa Milano and the movie would be Commando. <laughs> oh, Commando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's when he throws the saw blade at the guy and it sticks right in his fucking cranium, dude, right? 
Really? He whips a saw blade, like a skill saw blade, like it's a Frisbee. Yeah. And just zing like that, and it just embeds four oh. inches into the guy's skull. It'd do like, that. It, no, it, it, no, it would. It would bounce off your skull and no you bleed way. like a son of a bitch. No way. You wanna, I'm going to tell you something, Jared. Right, tell me. I saw. <laughs> I've uh, seen it. <laughs> I've seen my friend Damien huck several of them yeah. off of a hilltop, and it flew so scary wicked <laughs> because you you know playing frisbee golf yeah, yeah. that that shit like it'll and have these a, you know arnie took a 6 foot shot too like yeah ninja star style do big old it, it, those discs you know it has like a trajectory like as long as it stays in the air it does like a whip to the right whip to the left dude these saw blades would curve to the right they'd bend curve to the right and then recorrect and curve to the left and the whole time they were flying over like half a block of distance like we were we were out in you know on a hill and had property in and a shit. neighborhood <laughs> but it was like from yeah we all wanted to see it but we were like yeah. throw it over that way yeah. and Damien fucking hucked one and we were all like Holy shit! It would break skull. Do that. Sh- do that again. And then it was like one more, and that's the last time we ever need to see this <laughs> fucking thing. It would totally embed in your okay, skull. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if you could throw it accurately, but man, Realistic that dude, then. fuck, dude, that thing's gonna hurt. Um, Fletch comes out as a nice. comedy. That hurt. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what also put the pain on there is the is Bruce Leroy in the Last Dragon, nineteen eighty five. Young Chris is riding his bike with Brian and KJ. Brian Romano, favorite movie was Explorers back then. He wasn't wrong. It's a good one. It's a fun one. Uh, But we all, we went to a matinee to see The Last Dragon for $2.50. Do you know uh, what else was, uh, what else cost uh, fucking cheap ass shit back then? (laughs) (laughs) The average income was $22,000. Bacon per pound is a dollar sixty-five. That seems steep. It's no, it's like eight bucks now. Is it now? I don't know. What kind? Of, what kind? I don't of, know. I don't know how much milk is, <laughs> dude. You you got that <laughs> so detached. I just know when I want a sandwich, I can have a sandwich. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were gonna buy a rainbow bright colored kid, yeah. No, wait a minute. What? Say that again. <laughs> but it would be nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. For a cabbage patch? No, rainbow bright. Rain, rainbow bright. I know it's a tough one to say, dude. Yeah, but uh, that's ten bucks for a doll. That's uh, that actually seems yeah. inflated back then and a little bit <laughs> fucking. Um, and so if you're gonna buy a house, oh wow, okay, this is uh, what do you got? Forty thousand. You fucking nailed it. What are you kidding us, man? Hold up, wait a second. What, dude? You fucking yeah. nailed it. Well, you know, I bought my first house in 1985. See, you're calibrated. <laughs> right now, all this is going on, and there's some smooth jazz, debatably, getting recorded here. But what helped out this band, all of them, mm-hmm. was Live Aid. Uh, that was 85. And it and it came out, I think, right before this album came out. And so they're off the strength of the first one. They get to play in Live Aid. They do a hell of a job. Everybody loved the first album. Yeah. Who heard it? So many people hear about this band after Live Aid and this next album that they put out, Promise. It does, you know, like, you know, four times platinum. Um, you know, it's just fucking, it, it, it does the goods. Diamond by now. What didn't do the goods is New Coke. <laughs> Blame it on the cause. 
We think that was there was obviously an inside job going on there. There was something going on. They there put was the cocaine back into it. It's about the first conspiracy theory. Maybe you got led on to is like I think they did they do that on purpose to make us just buy more regular coke. Yeah, did they even change the formula? Did they taste different? It, they they, they taste different. I never tried them back to back. Hmm. Wait just a, a second. Guy. <laughs> You're saying that with glasses on, he's Clark Kent. Yeah. No way. The East Coast has one of the coldest winters ever. Big snowy winter. Fucking the borders of Spain and Gibraltar open up for the first time in a very long time. Get over it, fellas. Um, Calvin and Hobbes debuts in the newspapers. <laughs> Nintendo hits the United States. And uh, 500 hippies have a run-in with the Bobbies when they charge Stonehenge. <laughs> Charged. I didn't realize it was so fortified that they had to charge it in it's, 1985. Apparently, it's right next to the highway. That's what I heard. They always take the shots where they, you don't see the highway part. I think it maybe they, it was like kind of the Area 51 thing. Maybe they put, they put up a big stink. <laughs> We're going to charge Stonehenge on this day. 500 of them. That's pretty good for like pre-internet. They just they just kept the Bobbies just kept them out because they didn't want to have to fucking clean all that rock. Stinky hippies dirty coming hippies through there. All over your sacred rocks. Oh, just <sighs> fucking dirty. Hey, about the charts. Yeah, tell me about the charts. On that week of November 4th, 1985, number 10, we have the Thompson Twins. Lay your hands on me. It's a good one. Hmm. So it's Latter Day. Latter Day Twins. They had a short <laughs> window of, of hits there. You know, let's say early. Early Thompson Twins is 84. Yeah. Latter-day Thompson Twins is like 85. So, uh, <laughs> Tight window. Yeah, ABC would be near me. Hey, um, don't recall it. It's Yeah, it's okay. And that's not another bad creation. That's that's like 80s ABC. They were a handful of British. But these guys were not British. These guys were Swedish or some, sh- some shit. Aha. Uh-huh. Where are they from? They're Swedish. Okay. Yeah. Take on me. Yeah. Monster hit. Yeah. And it's on its way down at this point. It's at eight. I think it was hovering around number one at some point. That oh, feels like so a it's, one on, it's on its way back down. Yeah. It's, it's coming. Yep. All right. The heat is leaving. And and we'll just retain an echo through time. So, yeah. you know, good on them. Just nice work. Speaking of echoing through time, Phil Collins and Marilyn Martin with their... What they do together. A little duet called Separate Lives. Separate Lives. Nope. Endless love. <laughs> Separate. It was from a movie. I can't remember which movie, though. You think that's about a bad relationship? Right. About a breakup, for okay. sure. I'm reading it then. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Houston is at number six, and she's saving all her love for you. Well, Whitney Houston was brand spanking new, but these guys were not. This is Starship, which is an evolution of Jefferson Airplane, who just oh, became yeah. the airplane, and then they were Jefferson Starship, and they dropped the Jefferson and just became a Starship, and now I think they're all dead. I don't know. Which I crazy. honestly don't know. It, their, their technology got better, but more passengers <laughs> fell off. How, how ironic is that? <laughs> yeah, well, you, know, you lose a lot when it's just an airplane. It was safe. Everyone had already fallen out. Yeah. But uh, we built this city. Or no, yeah, we built the city. That's the song. Okay. Starship. Dude, that's a sticky jam. True. It's not a good song. But it's a sticky, it, it's it's a a sticky, sticky jam. And, that, and it's on its way up. It's headed up at number five. It's 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 going up. It's about to be in mannequin. And if they build the city, then Glenn Fry belonged to it at number oh, four. Glenn Fry going out on his own. This Doing is, curls for the girls. Yes, and this is that Miami Vice soundtrack. 
Oh shit! Right? He you belonged to the city. That was Miami Vice. Did he not fall into a groove? Oh, like man. he he was on top of the world after That's, the Eagles. Those sleeves got pushed up on that sport jacket so hard. Yeah. in Nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, and he's one of those rare um, rock stars that gets buff. Well, yeah, he's always a big dude and cocaine gobbler. And yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, and he's a treetop flyer. He's a he. No, no, he wasn't the treetop flyer. Was he? He was the. Well, he had a song, oh, Smuggler's Blues. Smuggler's that was Blues. also Miami oh, Vice, hell I think. Yeah, right? dude. Yeah. Dude, I tell you what. I'm not saying in our time machine that we go party with Glenn Fry, but we should rent the room next to where Glenn Fry is partying one night. Go back in time, sneak up behind him, and pants him. I think that's what I want to do. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Pants him, dude. He'll fucking run right through us. Yeah. Just we poof and go right back to our... Two of us together can take Glenn Fry in his prime. Okay, come on. You just, I mean, yeah, he's a good That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, we're grown men as well. Yeah, yeah. I thought in the time machine, every time we go back, we're the appropriate age for back then. Oh, shit. That's going to be fucked up in 85. That's going to get weird. We can't get tried as adults, though, if they catch us. So, (laughs) attacking Glenn Fry outside of a Coke binge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the kids, so we can't give them anything. We can't work this time. I absolve you. That's right. There's too many paradoxes for time travel. Tears for fears. Old friends of ours at number three. Yeah, fuck yeah. Head over heels. Ah. On its way up. All right. On its way up. Stevie Wonder's coming down from the number one spot. Never. He's landed at number two with actually for 80s Stevie Wonder. This is probably the cut. Part time lover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I immediately heard the na na hook. <laughs> That's right. Na 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 na. Boom. Solid. Good stuff. Yeah. Way better than I just called to say I love you and all that stuff, all that nonsense. It is better than I I just yeah. called. I just called is is a weaker Stevie tune, but it's killer tune. If he if he wrote that and that was his top tune, it'd still be like a you know a number one smash. <laughs> I don't know about that. Anyway, <laughs> that was number two, but at number one, fucking Jan Hammer, or is it Jan Hammer? He's another one of them Europeans. Oh yeah, it's got to be Jan. <laughs> Jan Hammer with the Miami Vice. Theme song is the number oh. one single in the oh nation. Oh my gosh! The theme song to a TV show. Miami the Vice. best use of electric <laughs> drums. <laughs> I just see them. I see them. That white bikini walking by as soon as I hear that cigarette song. Boats. The cigarette boats. The flamingo highlight. <laughs> it was exotic. Yeah, yeah. It made me want to go to Miami. I wish I knew that culture. I wish I knew that world. I think that was the last time I ever thought Florida was cool. Yeah. Yeah, now they Florida. Need to bring the vice back as a landscape is is really rad. It's a neat place to be. Pumps, so what was the next song? <laughs> <laughs> that was your number one song. There you go. Dude, that was that was your top ten. For that is a hammer, dude. How was that? It was in everybody's head. It was in everybody's fashion. Miami Vice is going nuts. <laughs> and I want to say that even I'm wearing vans with no socks tonight, bro, because rocket in your toes. <laughs> Well, there was a lot of people wearing pantsuits around this time. <laughs> Got their <laughs> sleeves rolled up with Miami Vice and stuff. And Sade, on some of the live footage I saw around 1985, pantsuit. So, like, shoulder pads? But like almost, uh, you know, David style. Okay, yeah, yeah Talking yeah. heads. Oh, I thought you meant Bowie. He yeah. rock a lady's pantsuit pretty well as well. Yeah, it looked good on her, but it was a man cut. But it was like, um, it was there was that style where the, uh, where women would wear yeah, slightly oversized, you know, you know, man suits, but tailored for women for man suits 
but inched so he could tell they made it yeah here's the thing well the reveal is the jacket comes off and you have like the 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 um just like the tuxedo top or the or the <laughs> elegant top that is cut away on the sides like a vest like you're yeah. just wearing the vest so yeah just oh, totally. just wearing nothing but a cover bun underneath right <laughs> just nothing but a cover bun. <laughs> that was that was awesome awesome and then and then she said a cover bun on <laughs> I don't know what she's saying after that um she she's got the poise to by the end of the show she's got the jacket back on oh she got chilly so, she's so cool. She got chilly. She doesn't get out there and then run a sweaty show. She, she doesn't get sweaty when she's performing, except for maybe a little bit of the lights, and that gets powdered that off. That one time in Brazil, but it, it was 102. It was 102, yeah. and it, the sweat quickly stopped. It evaporated. It was shamed. It into, was cooled right off of her. It, it turned to ice. It fell off. Right. Like a kid about to finger paint on the Mona Lisa and then realize that this is a piece of art, and who am I to ruin it? Um, if you believe in like, uh, well, I believe like it's matter and like antimatter. If you believe in science and stupid shit like that, um, whatever. I don't know if that shit's, I don't know if antimatter is theoretical or what, but like if you matter and the antimatter come together, then you, it's bad news. Spark right? that thing up again and I'll tell you all about all it. Right. It's bad news. But I think that's what would happen if like Courtney Love and Sade showed up somewhere at the same place. Yes. It's like matter and yes. antimatter. Yes. That is, and it might mean the end of all of us. Yeah, you, <laughs> God damn, man, nice. Um, so I, I see. I always feel Eartha Kit kind of had this presence to her. Um, big fan of Eartha Kit. Um, Original Catwoman. Yeah, right. She was the first. I think she was the first, and Julie Newmar, and then, uh, uh, yeah, they didn't Lee miss. Merriweather. They didn't miss. No, no, but um, to you know, to to kind of split a branch in uh, um, female performers like Bjork, um, where Bjork is working with different musicians all the time. Sade's got a Real band. band. Sade is a band. It's a group. It's a group. Functions like one. Yeah. Writes like one. Little culture clubish, maybe you know, yeah. like core members and stuff. Mm. Um, you might have caught. <sighs> They were good players in Culture Club. You might could catch a show in like 83, 84 with like right. Sade and Culture Club. I mean, is that a thing? British listeners, let us know. Well, yeah. I mean, of a certain age. British people of a certain age listening to the show that went to those shows. Let us know. And write in at tnejerks at gmail.com. That's the one. And so, uh, and there's even a little bit of musicianship crossover with um, um, influence for with Culture Club and with, with Sade as a group. Um, but then you you know you got like lineage of Tina Turner, who is fucking pouring it out there, but not a high voice like a low voiced woman, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's kind of these branches uh, with with how um, a female led group is going to perform or or be seen or so, and it kind of feels like Sade, um never never succumbed, never fell into it, and did stuff at their own pace. Because after this, there's a few more albums. They have a total of six albums. Yeah, they're not burning through it. I mean, she takes a break, has some kids. The first break after, I think, thing, the third. Comes back. Yeah, after the third album is eight years. 
<laughs> and then after that album, 10 years. Get it. And there's rumors that they're working on an album now. <laughs> That's what I love. Oh, yeah. You can see all these uh, who got busy during COVID records should be coming out pretty soon. It's like Tool. It's like Sade, Tool, fucking... I don't know who that, that old, is. That old cliche, you know? Sade and Tool. No, I know. But now the not in a rush. It's like about it. quality, not quantity, right? Yeah. Well, shit, man. Let's get into the back half get of this thing. the quality of this. Mr. Wrong. That's awful formal. instrument wakes up you know yeah there's a lot of layering and with her tone with her tone you know when the bass and vocals come in together it's beautiful when there's horns that start and she comes in on top of them it's beautiful it's like you can you can mix it with everything everybody's got their own motif going on you know separate parts like i've been listening to an inordinate amount of jazz lately apparently really listen to the headhunters record that herbie hancock one yeah it's Kirby. <laughs> just the everyone, the bass player comes in. He's playing a to- separate them out. It didn't sound like they're playing the same song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I love that. And I love the horns in their back. <laughs> Was that a wah guitar? No, no. Everyone came to the party. I think they recorded those horns by, okay, we need you to drive by in a Studebaker <laughs> when it's raining. Really get that Doppler effect going. <laughs> I had tracked her for days, see? She walked down the street, the kind of legs that you knew could go up a hill. I honestly don't know how long her legs are because she always wears long dresses. She might be wearing like 12-inch heels. She might be like five foot two. I don't know. She seems like seven <laughs> feet tall to me because I've never seen her legs. <laughs> Six four. <laughs> Bench is 280. <laughs> Scatting motherfucker. Yeah. So I saw uh, a show where they, <laughs> they see, <laughs> on HBO. No, where they they start the show. It's a, it's a concert. Yeah. Uh, I watched it on YouTube. They start the show with air raid siren, like NWA and fucking uh, Public Enemy. Oh man! All right, here we there go. There's like lights. Is there s- they, swirling lights? They, there's some light lights. fuckery, but not image, not tying it to that. All right. And all basically, the curtain looks like it, it goes a fire and raises up, and then there's this a hatch that opens up. It's totally dark, and you see this reverse alien beam of light. Instead of coming from the sky, it's coming from the stage. You can't see anything else, right? That closes. One, two others open and close, then one in the middle that's forward on the stage um, opens up. I bet that's going to be her. And it totally was. <laughs> she comes walking up into beat 
of um, is it a crime? Boom, ba boom, and then the whole rest of the band and backup and everything rise out of yeah, the floor. Well, George Clinton needed the money, and he had to sell the mothership set to somebody. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> he remodeled the mothership from the P-Funk. It was insane. And do you know what she was wearing? Pantsuit. Long black pants, black turtleneck. Yep. Just straight and it's just buttoned up, straight classic. Never seen her in a beret, but you know what? Rocks it. It would be fun. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just she's uh, got that elegance that that uh, doesn't look like she's sweating on stage. Her her stage uh, persona or whatever is is just her moving a bit. You no, know, there's nothing Back. frantic or stressful no, about any of the vibes she's shit. throwing out. She's not. She's the anti Courtney, as we have said. She's never gonna bust out a violet, you know. Yeah. Or she did, She could. She could. God, thing is. Her legs look like they could fucking do split kicks. <laughs> she got the David Lee Roth. It's in her she for sure. For sure. Right. Well, I think David Lee Roth is one that said this before. It's never as good as the first time. Give me a song title. Slap that bass, dude. Yeah, we're on the second side. We can get a little bit slappy with the bass. Seinfeld time. <laughs> Night court. It's a big show at this time. Definitely getting a little funkier here. And they're now Rogers, she gone, getting there. Yeah. A little funky. The nice little step on the break little groove back it up Mm. what happened right there (laughs) he's licking his finger while he's playing that line and shit This one's for the dance floor, right? Yeah. Let's get the booties moving. Yeah. You might could work up a sweat to this. You could. You want to shake your hips to this, yeah. to that cowbell. There's a subtle cowbell in parts of this stuff, and it's just... Keep that backbeat. Yeah. Get out the backbeat. Yeah. You could be like, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> and you dance your way to it. Oh, yeah. You know? Pee with his all over the wall because you're just grooving too hard. You didn't mean like, to, but you were grooving. Like, hey. You weren't the first, won't be the last. Uh-huh. Step into the stall. Mm. Let's do I a like blast. I like the way she's doing the, those those strategic harmony backups in there. They just come in like horn stabs. Yeah, that's why this podcast in stereo <laughs> is fucking dope. <laughs> Straight up bass slide right there. That was, yeah, this is great. This is uh, listen, Chris. I've made so much love to these albums. Just. Yeah, miles and miles of love I've made. Yeah, yeah. To these albums, I, they're I, really ingrained into my sexuality at this point. Shade sexual. 
I have so many questions, <laughs> but mostly I want to share stories I as well. <laughs> Me turtlenecks. Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's because I was uncircumcised. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I'm just kidding. I, I was circumcised. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> but what is mine? <laughs> the game you played in oh, camp. <laughs> Getting randy because of this beat. It's it is. too randy. Now we're talking about penises and now there this, it goes. This is an album you could play on repeat. You can let mm. this thing roll for three, four times through, and <laughs> and and you and you can focus. Chris will still be going down <laughs> on you. I kept the dick, by the way. I have that dick still. Yeah. Oh man, it's just there's certain musics that just lend them. That's total Nile Rodgers guitar in there, but uh, yeah, totally. These um, stabs. Just some music lends itself to romance in the in the carnal uh, department. Yeah, you know, you you want to dancing around it. it, it you want some BPMs here and there. Fuck. Yeah, this this is uh, almost at any time. Listening to this music, you can imagine a fire burning and it backlighting something. <laughs> right. You can also imagine the the rainy streets. You can imagine. Um, you know that moment you're about to kiss when you say something cool. Hey, it's the romance. It's not like, um, okay, yeah, I need to refine that statement. Some music makes you want to fuck. Some music makes you want to make love. Right. Okay, this right. is not like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Okay, that's fucking music. We are. If you just really, if you no, listen, real talk. If you're just trying to get, a, a, you should because if you're just trying to get down and dirty for like, you know. Maybe you only yeah, really yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to do like the first half of blood sugar. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Jared, how you doing right now? Think about baseball. <laughs> don't come yet. I don't come yet. I don't get. No, man. There's a time and a place. There, there's a time and a season, dude, for everything. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Were you setting up first? And when there's only one set of footprints, that's when Anthony was carrying me. Okay. Don't be scared. I put on Primus one time, so I'm, I'm not no. judging, dude. Well, was she cool? <laughs> or did it cause an issue? Uh, no, she was fine. She was I've, fine. I've, I've she thought those, it was. She yeah. thought it was like okay. Yeah, I've had those record scratch moments where it's like, huh? No, yeah. change that. Yeah. Right. Right. Sorry. Right. 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 Yeah. That's only. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I got on there. <laughs> anyway, this this one is is not usually on there, but uh, it's a good song nonetheless. Fear, a lot of songs named Fear. Lenny Kravitz had one. This is not a cover. Big theme. Piece of shit. <laughs> What up? Will he, will he come home 
Already, I'm, already I don't like this scenario. So she's, it's not a good situation. She's nervous. Espanol. I thought so. Okay. I, cause she, she shook me there. She's, she's definitely pulling a Dave Lee Roth now. She, she starshipped me. Still rolling the thunder, or is because <laughs> it felt appropriate. I don't know, just, dude. At eighty-five, you'd blow minds if you did that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, this is where? What is this? The wall? This right? <laughs> I feel like that one's smoking a joint. Some weird cabaret. <laughs> Yeah, the lens went all fisheye. When it changes from Spanish <laughs> to German, we we went inside to cover from the storm, but it got weirder and more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. we got movements going on here. It's whole different sections and vibes going on. We we go back in the time machine. We go see her like Berlin tour, you know, <laughs> when there was a hard East Berlin still floating around. In 85, yeah. Gorbachev um, became... Big Shot A fan. Big Shot. Big Shot fucking... Big Shot at this in this year. Yeah. The Big Shot. Did I mention that? <laughs> Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops? Top of the Pops. Fucking, he's a Big Shot now. Good for this him. This is so Pink Floyd right here. Well, I think Matt Bellamy would cop a little bit of that for Muse. Screenager comes to mind. Yeah, he mind that. He mind that thing. Matador, I caught that. Some bullfighting going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, I seen one before. A bullfight? I would go to a bullfight with Bullshit. you. Yeah, but we would we'd both walk out a little bit bummed. Yeah, I think so. Did, did you catch one in Estonia? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn. In uh, in did you run with the bulls. I did. We've talked about that before. I think we have. I but. just forget sometimes that you're like real life fucking Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, up to a certain point, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, you got some time. <laughs> nice. All right. It's not too late. Um, yeah, dude, I saw a bullfight over in Pamplona. Mm. Let me tell you while she sings you a sultry song. I sat on concrete arena. They uh, led the bulls. Like, a, like an amphitheater, like a amphitheater. What was the opening band? Like a cockfight? It was Blues Traveler. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> what year was it? What was the opening band? A cockfight? Yeah. Those don't even go together. Uh, whatever, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they were playing instruments before they got rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Okay. Honestly, between you and me. If I ever went to a cockfight, one I would I would tell you, but two I'd also want you to be there. But yes. I would go, I would go. You know what? I mean, I wouldn't. But... 
yeah, yeah, no, of course. Why? Yeah. You know what? You're turning me around on that, Jared. I don't no think dogs, though. I'm not trying to see that shit. That's that's oh. inhumane. No, no, fuck that. No way. Like, no way. Problem with chickens, though. Like, I just don't like them. Matter of fact, I just don't like them. Get in there, cluck. Mean, man. And I had, used to have to go collect the eggs on my grandpa's uh, farm all the time, and they'd be mean and they're gross. If you drop an egg, they'll eat it. Yeah, man. Like man a bunch they're of dinosaurs, sickos. and they're born halfway knowing karate and shit like that. Yeah, so they cut fuck their head off, and they keep some, doing karate. That's the fucked up. Right? They go getters. They're in league with Let's Lucifer. Fuck them. Fuck them. Let's go to them. Just straight up. Yeah, yeah. Let's if organize it, one. Yeah. In this, we got a cul-de-sac. It's perfect right here. No, okay, now, now it just got out of my hands. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> my plan! Yeah, Kim's in. Dude. Anyway, Yo, this next yeah. song. Oh, no. Anyway, no. watching a bullfight sucks. <laughs> yeah, you, it's a bummer. Um, <laughs> uh, this, this song title sucks. It's called Tar Baby. Yeah. And it sounds like this. You just saw a song in the South. Got inspired. A little it's a bit, butter. a little bit smooth operator, right yeah. here. And we're gonna hit this similar groove towards the smooth end of the album. baby. Yeah, I tell you what, coming to grips with seeing Song of the South, watching Song of the South, or remembering Song of the South, like as a dream <laughs> state almost. It's real fuzzy. We're real young. Well, it got released like, in the theaters again, right around '85 or so. I remember that was the last <gasps> time I got to see it in the theater. Yeah, but now I guess. I don't know how it plays in in Europe or whatever, but tar, I know that Tar Baby is also just like to me in a sticky situation. But I don't know how to. It always grosses me out. Yeah, like I shouldn't shouldn't even say it. Like I should have beeped it out when I said Tar Baby. We used to have to act it out for Christmas. <laughs> Your mom made you. <laughs> yeah, made us costumes. Throw me in the briar patch. Yep. Well, they still do that ride at Disneyland that's got all those characters in it. I don't think they do. They do. The Splash Mountain is like Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear, and that's the one where they promote drug still? use. Because you go to the laughing place, wait, wait. and they're all sitting on <laughs> toadstools and mushrooms, <laughs> and they're giggling. They're like, yeah, yeah we're man. We're going to Disneyland Psilocybin together. Psilocybin ride is what that is. Speaking Racist of Racist Psilocybin ride. Yes. It's counterintuitive. It's a but. theme for Disney. Yeah. Let me ask you this. When I was going to the bathroom down here in our studio did I see a note from Quincy that spells out <laughs> why you guys should invest in a timeshare near Disney did I, I read might have because I didn't go through the whole thing it was but really I, on a thing there for a while I had to read a few sentences more than once to be like is this your youngest daughter per- proposition pitch. in in the pitch for this is why we should have a timeshare day. one will be closer mm-hmm. hard yeah. to argue she uh, she makes a good case but uh, you know <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what you know when I think we'll be successful as in this endeavor and all that I mean because we've already hit a bunch of our goals true we Seahawk tickets Boom. we did it we said it we did it said it we did it it happened we manifested it yeah um 
eventually, uh, you know, bathtub business or whatever. That's, that's years to come. That's, that's for retirement, dude. We're nowhere close. Yeah. Um, that's in my Hemingway days. Yeah. Because, by the way. <laughs> well, don't do it. Yes. No, it will no, be. Yes, it will double. be. It's the best drainage. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get you know it. One. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> I don't want to hurt my back. Um it is uh, it, another another level of success. Obviously, we're going to get the jet skis with the with the sidecar. Car, thank you. <laughs> um, oh boy, boy, what was I going to tell you? What is our going to be our next threshold? <laughs> Shit, it has to do with uh, Disneyland. Yeah, timeshare season tickets, and <laughs> we'll go. You get that timeshare because I, I think Quincy should be in some of these dreams. I think it's. I think your your especially your youngest daughter dreams. is is going to be able to meld into some of this. You know, like a like a fantastic braid through time. Um, <laughs> one get in the time machine with us. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> any gotta, kid I know, Quincy would be the first one. I would be like, yeah, you're coming <laughs> with us. Yeah, let's go see some shit, kid. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, Nice tune. Yeah. Brings us right in, brings us right down. Does what it does. Uh, does its job for the towards the end of the album. But it's not... We're coming in for a landing. We're here. coming... Exactly. Thank you. And the skies have been smooth. Trampa landing. And sailing your nickname. the friendly skies. Yeah. Uh, in this... She does bring it down to the... Low storm. And... This uh, is the end. This is the final track. And closers are always interesting. Where's she going to take it? How are we going out? What's our final goodbye? It's four minutes and 20 seconds. Let's check it out. They went from sympathy to the devil to like jazz in like 0.3 seconds right there. They kind of did the, you think we're doing this, but then we're doing this. The bass and piano are jumping all over this track. It's like keyboard and piano going on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Somebody's playing a wash drum right next to my right ear. <laughs> right. Before it was cool. That's great. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, she's... Oh. Yeah. Setting a scene. She's painting a picture here. This whole, this whole album. Trying to yeah, to her headphones. She, she'll dive into a little bit of... Would you say is, loving you is easy acapella? Is that what she was listening to? That's fucking great. <laughs> She'll dive into a little bit of this is what's going on with me, but a lot right. of it is painting pictures. They're, they're all coming from some sort of inspiration somewhere, and I think she's writing a lot of this when spending time in the studio. Spend your whole life gathering yourself, and then you get to have an artistic expression, making the room to have an artistic expression. It's like the old Catch-22 with studio space, where... You got to work twice as hard to afford a space that you spend half the time in now. Where do you make your artwork? And then as a professional, where do you, once you invest in making your artwork, 
Where do you set up shop? How do you, how do you reinforce your, your craft? <laughs> yeah, in your garage, right? Or you build your tennis, out a studio. tennis racket court if you're any Ben Halen. I got a feeling that everybody in this band would have no problem building out a studio in whatever space or figuring out... Oh, if they could ever get off the smack, Chris. I mean... How to make it work with this <laughs> smack in my veins. Yeah, yeah. They can't operate heavy machinery. I, you know, I think it's like the morphine thing. You you want to you want to put like oh they were into drugs or there was something, but no, it was, turns out to be like no, they're all fucking clean professionals. <laughs> this is not a groove to nod out to. I will say, this is working. Yeah. Okay. So if they took the time to list her as the arranger. I will take the time to praise her as the arranger on this record because earned it. Yeah. When horns come in, like, that's something to, you got to get that shit in order. Yeah, and the arrangement stands out. The horn stabs, the the guitar jabs. There's, there's conversation that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. More, that's one of her big songs. Oh, bongo. (laughs) Oh, bongo, please. Um, there's an intentional arrangement going on and an, and an attention to it. There's so much dynamic that's happening within her voice, but also within how the instruments are coming in, the softness of how they're played for that part. Right. Um, and think. it's not really, it doesn't feel like it's done with a fader. It feels like it's done with skill and a knowing that we're breaking it down here. We're bringing it back up. It doesn't feel yeah. like, especially yeah. in 85, them and being like... When did smooth jazz become a thing? Got to be right around this time. This is ushering it in, <laughs> right? Like this is, if they, this ain't smooth and it's... Smooth. Well, you take away her vocals from almost any of these tunes and it's immediately smooth jazz. True. You leave her vocals in and then most of them it still is. You can't play it in a dental office. People get boners and stuff. <laughs> you can't, can't play because you yo. no Chardet in the dentist's no. office. No, sir. No. Uh, especially when you get into the 90s stuff. And, and the laughing gas. I'm trying to play. I don't like that. How uh, Amazon says, oh, that record you just listened to is done. Listen to this now. Yeah, it did that with 5150 for me. And what? I kind of didn't get mad at it. But what did it play afterwards? It, it started spinning... Um, uh, guy got White Snake, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that kind of genre, a little bit of speed metal here. Um, but I, I forget where it, it it went off the rails at some point, and I was like, "What the fuck's happening?" More of it, we felt like a nice little tour in the past of bands that I didn't listen to that much, like a White Snake or <laughs> I think Poison. Poison was in there. Yeah, there's no reason to get caught up in Poison so much. No. I thought about their second album, too, and then it's like, nah. That's not. Nah. <laughs> There's so many better ones we could do. But I'm going to say, I mean, for kind of, I'm going to say that we we got our toes in the jazz water on this one. I think I think we broke our, our jazz. How uh, do I change this metaphor in the middle of it? Damn. Yeah, we that did. That was holding back our musical appreciation yep. for you. this Thank kind you. of branch off of this weird carrot that <laughs> <laughs> was that a save thank you yes it's the I best i can do at that point enough it was it's the best i can do See, don't thank be you gilbert don't be a pig <laughs> myself um that was uh 
I think that is one of those things where it's like 100% as advertised. But there's something that playing together for a long time allows you to sculpt quicker. Uh, you know, it looks older, faster. Um, and this band has it. I mean, this band is... is they, they got a lot of recognition. They continue to get recognition, and people look forward to seeing what they're going to come out with next. It's kind of like a... Like, As we're doing at the moment. Yeah. It could drop any day. It's almost like a good author, and I want to put this <laughs> band up with like a good uh, movie maker. They're, they're on a, a Kubrick schedule, almost. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think they approach it as such. When we're going to go into the studio, we're going to sit down. It takes us years to get our life together to think mm-hmm. that for six months, we're going to go somewhere in the world. They can go anywhere the fuck they want. So it's like, I don't know, you know, this is, this is a two year conversation they have. Should it be New Zealand this time? I don't know, but I'm clear, but but maybe that email chain has got to be some slow, boring shit. And just thrown out with crazy stuff. Like, well, the pollen in New Zealand in February through, through, through the six months is terrible. So we, we have to be somewhere else. Um, that, Go back to Ibiza. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's noisy that time of year. Uh, Spring break, fuck. That, that kind of that level, and then when they gather together, again, it's the Avengers call. They come, and they're going to put out something that's probably really fucking good every single time. I, I don't know, a stinker. When Lover's Rock came out, I, I think they only get better from here on out is the thing. This, they're on the rise. They're on the come up still at this yeah. point. And they're this good and they get better. They get sexier. They get groovier. And for all that. What it kind of feels like restrained music, but it's not. There's a lot uh, going on. There's a lot of smarts going into this. There's a lot of arrangement, composition, subtle. touch and feel. It's you exactly. To, you have to be paying attention. If people... <laughs> If you do things right, people won't know you did anything at all. Like good plastic surgery. Right. And this is, and I don't know if she had it. I don't know if anybody I had it. So. But this is, this is. Uh, I peeped her out um, this afternoon. Still just stunning. Yeah. Right. She did something right. That presence, man. There's somewhere in her basement, there's an oil painting of her that looks fucked up. If If we found out on this episode that... Shade Helen Dorian Day was was <laughs> was a vampire mm. and was eating babies and just gonna be making music for that next for right. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Be fine with it. I'd be like, well, you know, baby's got to die. Hey, sometimes you gotta eat a baby. I don't know about on this episode. I eat a baby. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.